if you get rid of city police, right, because that's where the problem is, what if the counties are the ones that are responsible for policing areas because the sheriff is a position that's get, that gets voted on. So if you don't uh-huh. like what the leader of law yeah, enforcement is doing... Yeah, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about replacing so it with elected... You know what's more likely well, to happen? replacing it. It's like, because city police weren't supposed to be the main authority. It's supposed to be county police. Right. It's like city police were, are supposed to be peace officers that are doing, like, simple citations and yeah, shit. Yeah, but then cities get so big and fucking out of control that you kind of need all you can get, right? I mean, yeah. like, there are bad areas in fucking... Well, Minneapolis, for one, you know, which they don't even have enough police for so then to uh, i mean it sounds to me more like they're gonna replace it with some kind of private security which is probably oh, man, even worse so nah I, I think it's gonna be the counties dude i think it's like minneapolis it's uh, the county is gonna be the first people to have to step in to do anything but then again when these protests happen right and we were driving driving back from phoenix actually we saw tons of uh, uh police from um from the valley mm-hmm. driving down to help out with it you know like mm-hmm. that's just going to keep on happening because then you'll have some areas which need a lot more police presence and then some that don't but then you know if, if they're all if, if i see a good plan for it then sure yeah. i just don't know if it's been done anywhere successfully except for only <laughs> sad to say the only example i can think of is like early nazi germany <laughs> where they right. took the police away and replaced it with their own ones. Yeah. No, I and guess that if went, you're... that went good. Oh, yeah, it went that super went well. That went real good. Yeah, but yeah. also, I mean... All the troublemakers about... disappeared just like that. When you think about sheriffs being elected, right? Is that necessarily that much better? I mean, wasn't, like, Joe Opio was the fucking Maricopa County sheriff. That's your boy. That's <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. Hey. He's, he's, he, I fucking saw signs. He's running again. Yeah, he's, he's always still running. Keep running. He's yeah. like 80. He's like 80 people years old. Yeah, they loved the old people loved him. The old law and order yeah. people, they loved him. Yeah, so I don't know if it's really going to solve your problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. But but if everyone's talking about accountability, it's like the, at least the instruments are in place. You know, it just takes people having just it takes people caring. That was the thing yeah. is young people didn't vote in Arizona. It was all the old all the old birds. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that I've fucking been looking at my looking at my conspiracies and there's a big private security firm using uh, social tracking and social credit systems that just set up shop in Minneapolis. Yeah, baby. In late March. Just like they are trying to do in Canada. In Canada, they're or up Tro- When they were trying to, what was it, Toronto? They were trying to make Toronto go digital. There's, like, what was that? The I honestly don't uh, know. There was some, there was some sort of plan. Me, Canada would be probably the first to get into all of that kind of stuff. But the fact that this firm set up its first major operation in Minneapolis and then this happened and then they're talking about disbanding the police. I'm like, you know, and it's basically a private security firm mm-hmm. that could operate citywide just because of technology, essentially. Uh, yeah, baby. A little, little fucking rat. A little mouse. Yeah, there he is. Oh, look at that little pack yeah, rat. that's cute. All right, let's yeah, let's talk, about, let's talk about mice. Start mice, to mice, mice, I already started mice, just so I could mice, check mice, the right. mice, mice. on. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yo, Mike, mic check, Mike, nice. check. Yeah. My mic sounds nice. Check one. We're oh, all yeah. looking good. We're all looking good. And all right. uh, this is the first first non-social distanced podcast in a while. Matt's, really. and I, Matt's and I don't care. We pass stuff between each other all the time. Well, right. Yeah, we're like technically members of the same household. Yeah, we're essentially household, right? But Brandon, has he's been gone. I haven't seen him in... Uh, yeah, three months or so. Three months. It was it was a long time, my friend. Yeah. I missed you. Yeah. Missed you too. You look the same. I tried. I got skinny and then I got fat again, so Oh nice. Uh, yeah, I, kind of just, it out. I just rebounded. <laughs> the yin and yang. Yeah. <laughs> the eternal balance. 
Yeah, maybe yeah. work, baby. I've been getting skinny, dude. Have I told you I've been eating only potatoes? <laughs> That's, oh, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, up, I heard man. about it. David yeah. told me. I lost fucking, uh, I lost overall, I went from Monday morning weigh-in was uh, 214. Yesterday, or this morning weigh-in was 202 Jeez. in the course of seven days. Yeah, that's that's what malnourishment yeah, will do. Starvation to somebody. will do that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, today though, I've been eating. So I have a new I have a nutritionist, uh-huh. which is to say, my friend Jessica, who's a chemist, I just call her up and I'm like, "What do I do?" Fucking yeah. chemist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just like the <laughs> fact that she's a scientist means I generally trust her more than like. Yeah, deference the r- of science has done really well for us in the past few months. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm trying to get it in no matter. I know how. you can't stop yourself. <laughs> Nah. Uh, but I call her up and I'm like, cause I, cause you know, they tell you all these things that, cause like the thing with like nutrition is everyone has a take on it and they're often seemingly, I'm like, I don't know anything. So I'll just almost believe anything anyone tells me. Mm-hmm. And my nutritionist, she explains things in a way that I'm like, oh yeah, I actually, that makes a lot of sense. Like for example, I've been eating for the last seven days, probably lower than 400 calories a day easily. When you combine the potatoes and whatever calories I was getting from black coffee, probably less than 300. Because I was eating about two to three potatoes a day. Some days I would eat one potato because I just hated them. And I was like, I'd rather starve, right? Now, to, so I thought, you know, they say your metabolism slows to acclimate to that low level of, of calorie intake. So when you start eating normal again, you balloon up because your metabolism is super slow. And what she explained to me is that's true. So I was like, okay. So I thought maybe I was like, I got to eat like fucking 700 calories a day now and gradually work up. And she was like, no, idiot. She goes, just to operate your body and brain, it takes 1,200 calories a day. So your metabolism will never go lower than that. Your metabolism will never go over, will go lower, will never be acclimated to below the baseline to exist. I was like, I guess that, that makes a lot of sense, right? So she told me to stay on. <laughs> I was like, surely I'm surviving healthily on 200 calories a day now. So I got to work back up or I'll get fat again. Uh, but no, she explained to me that I can just get on like weight loss, like regular ass weight loss again and I'll be fine. I won't balloon back up immediately and don't eat like a bunch of fucking salt and simple carbs and added sugars and stuff right off the bat. And uh, yeah, I'm doing good. So today I ate. I ate. I haven't eaten a lot, but I've eaten like 800 calories. It's been great. Ate chicken. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last time you saw me, Sean, I was a different man. I've been putting cream in my coffee again, eating chicken, fucking eating oatmeal. Woo! Good times. You're off your chain, bro. Oh, I'm going wild over here. Ate a a protein (laughs) bar. I'm having a great time. Might have some eggs when I go. Might fuck around and cook some eggs. Oh, See, Brandon doesn't know this, but the last time we recorded, the first twenty or so minutes were about Max's potato diet. Yeah, well, this is the this is the follow up. This listened is the, the follow up, which is the yeah. same thing. No, we haven't published that oh, one yet. No, it's not the same thing. I'm saying I'm doing great now. At the time, I was saying I'm doing horrible and wanted to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's the worst episode I think we've ever recorded. Yeah, um, the potato diet episode. We were both fucked. I mean, you, you know what's were, sad? You were I was from potatoes. Yeah. I Maybe was, we should issue an apology right at the top of this episode. for that episode. Yeah. It's not actually as bad as I thought it was in my head, um, but it's pretty poor. 
That part where we're just ranking our favorite types of cuisine? That's gone. That's okay, the, that's the one bit. No jokes whatsoever <laughs> for 20 minutes. What you guys missed, I hope you release it as bonus content for the week. I might, which yeah. is Which is, the, for 20 minutes, we're just like, I like Japanese food. So I was like, uh, some oh, yeah. of it. Me you mean too. sushi yeah, yeah, yeah. or some... other Japanese? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What about Thai food? And like, there's nothing. There's no arguments. There's no jokes. It's, it's just... fucking rough. Even physically, you Us know, we usually... Us kind of roughly agreeing on food. <laughs> we usually sit up like this. We're pretty yeah. proper, but by, that, by, I don't know, 20 minutes into that one, we're both lying down. We're lying on our backs. Just, like, just like, rubbing yeah. each other's yeah. bellies, just like, yeah, you yeah. like Thai food? <laughs> yeah, I like Thai food. <laughs> well, and all yeah, I wanted rough, to talk yeah. about last week was the types of food I like. Yeah. That's all I can think about. Also, I mean, I want to also elaborate on. So I ate the corn. I did the corn. I know. But I you're putting it. the video out, right? Yeah, you can what? put it out. But Yeah, I'm going to put it out once I put the episode out. Oh, basically, it was like completely lackluster. And I've eaten other yeah. things since then. And my taste buds are processing everything exactly the same. Well, yeah. yeah, but you didn't do the full fucking 24 months or whatever you meant to do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Potato diet. It's I'm just saying, dude, 12 pounds in seven days. Can you imagine if I had taken it another week? I would have had some serious health problems. Did you ever I see think. Hunger? Yeah, oh, dude, I would have been yeah. like him. Yeah, you would have like looked I would have like had a fucking... huge dong. Yeah, <laughs> your dick would have just, like, just grew exponentially. That's the product of starvation. Yeah. Yeah, that's you get a big... that, that movie's set in Ireland. Like, don't fuck around with potatoes in Ireland, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was potatoes he was only eating. <laughs> he wasn't eating. That would be a luxury. Yeah. yeah, oh, he'd love it. Yeah. He's like, I wish I could have some fucking potato right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's like, this prison can't even give me potatoes. He's holding out on everything they are giving him because he just wants a potato. Actually, do do that, the Irish grow potatoes? I mean, yeah. Well, that's okay. why there was. I've a never famine. really understood the famine either, though. I haven't looked into it either. Because I thought they were all grown you in kill, America. Uh, I did kind of wonder over time if you uh, if you don't re- re- if you don't revitalize the soil when you farm, you kill the the earth because eventually there's no nutrients in the ground. So that's what happened. Is like if you, that's why you have to move your fields, and then yeah. where like where you were doing certain kind of farming, there you put animals. So there's animal poop. So in just the nothing soil. was growing. Yeah. So they just wore out the soil, kind of like a inter, like the beginning of Interstellar, when mm. all the farms are failing. It's because they they used up all the nutrients. Uh. So was the famine like? actually everyone was starving or what like because yeah. of the lack of potatoes specifically or was it because of the economic disruption from not being able to produce potatoes all of it all of it yeah it was just a bad time yeah it just wasn't good yeah it wasn't like people were like well how am i gonna get the the nutrients i need if i can't have potatoes yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, all following the cray rate diet starving here. To death. <laughs> what are we meant to do can we have anything else pendulette fucking flies in no <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some bacon. No! Poison! Not anymore. <laughs> You'll just starve. Yeah. You just slice off a little bit of grandma's gout foot. Yeah. Just, <laughs> that's, yeah. You just put that in some water. What like is soup. gout? Um, I'm not entirely sure either. You get like a fat foot? Is that what yeah. happens with some, gout? Some bad happens. I think it's You eat too much actually. deli meat and you get a fat foot? <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you? I feel stupid that I can't explain gout to you. No, same. I don't really. Know I don't know. Bad. None of us. None of us know. But as far as I understand, it's you eat too much deli meat. It you was get a, a fat ass foot. Wasn't it like a? It was considered a rich person's disease. Yeah, the king's like, disease. Kings had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So because they didn't... were eating, they were eating clean, or they were eating clean. They weren't eating clean. They were not <laughs> eating clean. No, they were eating like they whole were eating pigs. Good. Yeah, yeah, whole pigs, and then not doing anything. So it was considered 
uh, a kind of disease of the people who weren't on the front lines of battles and things like that. Whereas yeah. uh, trench foot, a different kind of foot disease, that's a poor person's disease. Well, yeah, because you're in yeah. the war, baby. You're in the fucking war there. Hey, man, did you see uh, 1917? Yeah. We've talked about that before. That's, oh. that's an outdated reference, surely. <laughs> they didn't have, like, they didn't did you ha- see that last year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really last cool. year. It, it, was. it was. That was it in was, January. No, it was, it was nominated it? for Oscars yeah. this year, so it was it's probably the end of last year. You guys yeah. are probably right. I, Damn. No, I can't, actually, Time's I've, been flying. You know, I actually think it was in limited release to make the Oscars, and I think the wide release didn't happen until after the new year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, either way, it, didn't, it wasn't wasn't very memorable way. They didn't have a trench, trench foot. foot. No, they didn't. No, no and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. There, wasn't, like enough, the there most, wasn't enough time. It was all about running, dude. It's it the most like, memorable thing about World War One is people got trench foot. It's really the See most the memorable thing about that war. <laughs> it's what I remember from it's what I remember from history class. I'm like, everyone's like, World War One was really terrible, and you're like, why was it so much more terrible than everything else? And you're like, because they had trench foot. Trench yeah. foot. No, dude. And 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 <laughs> it was the first thing that they had chemical before. weapons. Yeah, yeah. Tanks and tanks and gas. That was like tanks. Yeah, they had tanks. I thought that didn't come around till. No, they developed them to go over the the fox the uh, trenches. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, that's so interesting. That's why they are invented. Well, wait, how did they not? That's why they have those long tracks like that. But they move so slow. Yeah, you only how did need they it to not... go straight? What? It, like when they first invented them, you only needed it to go straight. Yeah, you're going right over no man's land. But I'm right? saying, but I'm. Oh wait, they're going over the minefields or the trenches. Trenches. Well, like, have you seen photos or footage from World War One? No. Have you seen that whole landscape? It's a fucking mess. Right. There are bomb holes everywhere. There but are I'm saying is, you would push your tank further. fall into trenches. the trench, like nose first, because it's moving too slow. It's not going over trenches as such. It's just going over the fucking blown up land. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Which wouldn't yeah. be very easy. Have you seen cars from that time? Have you seen cars? The Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Lightning McQueen was <laughs> just like take that. Oh, jeez, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite bit in the Cars uh, ride at Disneyland that. California. Yeah, yeah. The, the Kaiser pops out with the little Kaiser wagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. George Collins' voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if they had a tank? They had a, a Nazi tank as one of the cars in Cars Four. <laughs> or just like what the Hitler you know, the fucking. Um, BMWs? They, they, no, it was a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. BMWs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have yeah. like a, a Volkswagen with a German accent. Yeah. And oh. he's like a little, they make like little <laughs> cheeky references every once in a while. <laughs> don't make me make you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like diesel engines. Yeah. <laughs> Is this electric cars? Oh, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Have you been on that ride? No, actually, that. no. The line oh, would have been way too the, long. No, we didn't get around one. to that. It was oh. never recommended by you either, dude. That one's so good. Um, I, I, well, I wouldn't. I just didn't recommend it because it's always such a pain to get in the to get in the line. You for. have to fast pass right away when you get there. Yeah, it's like you got to really go out of your way to like go straight to the fast pass right when California Adventure opens. Is or, it that popular? It's been yeah. still like somehow. Years. Yeah, it's, it's right. still somehow it's that popular. Most. I mean, and it is cool. I've been on it two or three times, and it's just it's like it's really cool in the first half. I don't know. I just wish it didn't have the cars in it. See, that's the see, get to, those cars out of here. See, to me, it's like I actually don't like like I don't like the cars movies at all. Never have. Yeah. But I thought the ride was cool because of the way they make the cars come to life. Like having that. 
tight canvas that looks in like the with the projection mapping. It looked good. Yeah, it looks so cool. I've only seen videos of it. I yeah. thought it looked so cool, and what I went mean through projection it. mapping. Well, because they projection they map the on cars. the the cars are all projection mapped on the faces. Yeah, the faces. That's and, how they're talking to you. Yeah. they're not actually. Oh, I just doing thought that. they were really, really good animatronics. No, <laughs> it's projection dude. mapping. Yeah, mixed mixed with animatronics, but that's what's so cool. I think the car it moves. It looks. It looks. It looks seamless. Let yeah. me tell you, it it's looks great. seamless because I've seen footage, and this might just be the footage. But I've seen footage of the Frozen ride, and it does not look as seamless. The no. faces on that look like not as hot. No, no, uh, they're not as hot. Does yeah. it go fast they look, at the end? They look almost yeah. like they Takes look almost like the bride in Haunted Mansion. It's, a, <laughs> it's essentially the same ride system as a uh, Test Track yes. from Orlando. It's the, yeah, it's the same okay. ride essentially. Yeah, and Test Track is not so hot either. It's I mean it's I'll tell you this: Cars is better than Test Track. Yeah, they do choose weird things that like fucking Tron. Isn't Test Track basically Tron? Tron. Uh, the first the first time they designed it, it wasn't the fir- it, it kind of belonged in. Uh, I think it was Ford or GM. Yeah, they had sponsored it, so it was about the uh, way they would uh, test high performance cars. But then they redesigned it to make it look like Tron. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Test track looks like Tron now. It does now, yeah. And, and then cars, you know, I get it, it's a Pixar movie, but is it? You know, is it one of the most popular? It's, uh, is it, it? They've sold. You realize it's in a whole Cars land, right? I, I know that's uh, what I mean. They made yeah. a whole Cars <laughs> land based on cars. Probably is, not one of the most famous. It's oh, their it's high, their highest selling. It's their movie highest by selling. Far. By Cars is? Yeah, yeah. The kids all, love it. All the toys it's the and all the all the Toy Story. It's their yeah. yes. It's their no. least yeah. critically acclaimed and their highest grossing. I don't know a single person has even seen it. Because you yeah. know people our age, kids. No, people our kids. age love fucking Pixar. No, never no. it's different. It. It's different. Like because Pixar is usually like a hit with the critics uh-huh. and the adults, and Cars was not. Cars is, I wouldn't say it's panned. But it's not nearly as like it's universally seen that the Cars franchise is the worst of the Pixar movies. Yeah. However, ki- for the kids' money and the merchandising and stuff like that, it's, their it's biggest. by far what's like that's really surprising. It's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why there's so yeah, many cause the, of them. Yeah, because like their best movies are Wall-E and Ratatouille. How much representation do you see for those in the park? Almost well, none. Ratatouille in, in, in Paris, cool yeah. In Paris, they got the Ratatouille right. It's true. coming. To, and yeah. It's coming to true. Florida now too. True. In the true, French true, section. True. 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 And what was the other one you said? Wally. Wally? Who wants to go on a ride about Wally? I mean, who wants to go on a ride about what Ratatouille? Well, I do. See, I think Wally would be, especially with- Speaking of Ratatouille, you're hearing the fucking rats? Ratatouille's We're sitting by a bush and there's some rats banging in it. Are they banging or fighting? I don't know. One of the two. Rat fuck, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Hang Uh, on, I'm just going to refill my jewel. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the Ratatouille ride in Paris looks okay. It's cool. Um, so Michaela and Sabrina, when they went over to Europe, when they did like a Euro trip kind of thing, yeah, they went to Disneyland Paris, yeah, and they rode the ride. And both like they've all gone to the like all the theme parks with me and stuff. And yeah, they both say it's one of the best rides they've ever ridden. Like wow. the the way the uh, the illusions work and trackless, and you know you're underneath all the kitchen equipment and mm-hmm. yeah. Now I've seen the ride through. Yeah. yeah. So it's they said it's really cool and it's really seamless. So yeah, that's cool. But that's like, the thing. I think some some rides just do not translate to video. Um, yeah, like something about the effects just don't work as well without being there. The smells, the the feeling, the sound. You know what I mean? You just they look a little bit faker. And so when you watch the Ratatouille ride on YouTube, it does not look very good to me. It looks like okay. I kind of see what's going on there, but it's like I'm surprised that this has such a good rep. Well, you wear glasses but, too. Yeah, it's but like, from yeah. people I've heard that went on it, like people I know, like I think my brother went on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they like it. 
They like that shit. Yeah. So, so you got Ratatouille and then Wally. Mm -hmm. You know, with what Disney's doing with, uh, you know, what they did with was the Runaway Rail Car or whatever the fuck the Mickey Mini ride. Oh, where they're I doing can't that two D, three D flipping stuff. I can't with the wait projection for that mapping. Shit. Yeah. Imagine doing like a Wally walkthrough. Where it's like you're walking through dystopian Earth, and then you're on like the ship, and it's all just projection mapping all around you. That'd be cool. That I could guess. be a cool walkthrough. Uh, yeah, I don't think they really make a lot of walkthroughs these days, do they? I think they will, though. I hope so. I, especially with projection. Mapping. I heard that like, Rise of the not? Resistance has a walkthrough portion, or at least that's what it yeah. was yeah, it slated like as. They should do one. Did, for you, up? did you watch a video of it? I of Rise of it. Yeah, don't the, tell yeah. me. That was fun. Uh, you really didn't? You didn't watch the? No, I'm gonna go on it one day. So, what? Yeah, I no, I wanted. To, I want to be completely surprised. He still hasn't watched the video for the fucking Jurassic World. I want to be reboot, completely surprised uh, um, at Universal. That's very sweet of you, Max. I have a feeling I'm going to be deeply disappointed in at least in Jurassic yeah, just World. Just magnify the disappointment. Can I tell you, it's not. You yeah, you ratchet down your levels of expectation. It's not good. But I was thinking, damn, you know, Jurassic Park is already such a scary ride. But there's one thing that scares me even more than dinosaurs. One thing that scares me more than anything. That's water dinosaurs. Ocean monsters. Scariest thing in the world. So I'm thinking, damn, if they have a set... Because that's what all the ads show. Is they show the uh, the Mosasaurus. Yeah. One of the scariest looking things yeah, in what, the world. What you see in the ad is pretty much what's in the ride. Nothing more than that. They go and cra it cracks its nose on the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Is it scary? I'll bet it's scary in person. Whoo! Especially if they get screen, the scale. If they get the scale, good. it's a projection screen. Do you think they get the scale of it? I mean, I'm sure it's pretty big. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. I'm, I'm a shoe in for that. Like, water shit scares the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. It just looks whack. I mean, what was cool about Jurassic Park? Because I, I felt that was the only ride that ever lived up to. The Disney rivalry of like immersive uh, animatronics, you know, it's like everything about Universal is so screen based. Yeah. Now it's just another cool ride that's screen based. They put more screens well, in there. Only the beginning. They didn't update the animatronics. Don't no. tell me. No one tell okay. me. They well, took them out. We're moving on. They took animatronics out. I'm sure they took some out. Yeah. yeah. Half the ride's the same. There's no T Rex yeah, anymore. Less. He is it's there. just Chris Pratt burst through the waterfall. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Him jumping at you in a starfish. Just. That's his new job. <laughs> Quit the movie him. business. I just work here now. I live here, too. They let me stay. They let me stay in the fucking Hadrosaurus Cove. <laughs> Hadrosaurus. Would you go on that in person? I would. I, I mean, we talked about this. I said I would have um, last time we went to Universal just before COVID closed it. Um, but it was closed. It was fucking close for refurbishment or whatever. Mm. So I was all big nuts about it. I didn't end up being able to go on it. One Harry Potter instead, fuck's sake. <laughs> he got stuck. You're fucking That's terrible. Stuck. I got stuck yeah. on it once, so too, terrible. and it was a bad so old dick. time. See, it never yeah. happened to me. I've only had the best time. Yeah, well. I used to be too fat for that ride, too. <laughs> I, like, I could get on it. We've talked about this before. Oh, have we? The here, funniest yeah. thing that's ever happened when I was, uh, I was because I would go by my, to Universal by myself all the time. You know, I lived down the street. Yeah. So I'd go all the time. And I. what's cool about Harry Potter is they have a single rider line, you know, so you oh, jump yeah. in the single rider line. There's this fat family of three. <laughs> all three of them, mom, dad, and kid, couldn't uh -huh. get the thing off. <laughs> couldn't get it all the way <laughs> down. They had to stop the ride and pull them off. Be like, if you'll come this way, we're going to explain what happened. It was like the anti Three Little Bears. <laughs> yeah, and I, not one of them was just right. Wait, were, were, they, were they trying to stay in character, the staff? Were they trying to. 
No, a manager came no, out of like, like a door. So, There's like a have you seen the Prisoner of Azkaban? You, you know been... when Aunt Marge gets blown up really fucking big? <laughs> that's you. That's what's happened to you. Obviously, Perhaps you've been eating a few too many fizzy whiz bangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. It's not your fault. It's just a curse. It's a charm that's been put on you. That's made you really fucking fat, and you uh, unfortunately can't get on the broomstick now. We're going to do a spell to transport you to a place where you're more welcome. <laughs> it's put the you in, hot, the put you in Moe's in Springfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, hold my port key. <laughs> the heart attack diner in Las Vegas. Yeah. That'd be fun. I would like like an openly big. We've talked about this before. I want like an openly bigoted fucking theme park. You know, I don't think we talked about. <laughs> yeah, this. we have. I want one that's adult, but not only adult in the sense that it has rude words and shit like that. I want one that's adult in the fact that it's outright offensive and no mm. one can do anything about it. Like Dick's the Carnival. What's that? Isn't that wasn't that restaurant called Dick's? Oh yeah, Dick's Last Resort. It's yeah. like um, you can you go and they're like the serving staff is just super mean to you, calling you names, yeah. saying dirty things to you. And, that sounds yeah. like fun. We need more of that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit. I haven't been there. Have you been there? Yeah. But is, I heard it's this, a little. I heard it's not that. Yeah, is not it that saying rough. mean things to you in the same way that the fucking absinthe show is? If, um, where they're if like, they, hey, if they, dick. if they get yeah. the feeling you're a table that wants it, yeah, they'll, they'll give go, it to you. They'll go hard. Yeah, but by default, yeah. they're not just dishing it to you. Yeah, you yeah, know? dude, I would yeah. be. I'd have a panic attack if I went to Dick's with my inclination to be polite to service people, which has like, which like, regardless of what's happening, like I get the wrong meal, doesn't matter. I'm not saying shit. Uh, the the timidity I would have asking for something there, uh, knowing that they're going to be like, ugh. Even though I know it's part of the acting, I'd be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not acting. They just hired douchebags. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not acting. It's, it's pretty like, much just you taking just... the filter out of the service industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. What else could they have in Disneyland that the in theory, is on brand. Like they got, you know, up the movie. All these Pixar movies now that are doing these kind of quote unquote dark themes or you know, kind of depressing bits. That's kind of their thing now. Inside Out had a lot of it. Up certainly did the first ten minutes or so. Why don't they have a walkthrough ride or a base about that? Not the not first getting up ten in, minutes of Up. Yeah, not, <laughs> exactly. Not getting up into a balloon with some yeah. fucking dogs or anything like that. I yeah. mean, you take the place of the aborted fetus or the the, the miscarriage from uh, his wife, and then you have to watch her. You know, it's like a heart monitor, it's fucking like slowly going down. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> why not? Dude? Like, why not make a ride like that? We have all this technology and all this awesome stuff, but rides are almost entirely designed to be family friendly. That's yeah, it's shame. almost like they cost billions of dollars to make. It is, and they but people cost. <laughs> yeah, no shit. What I'm saying is that some some people have billions of dollars, yeah. right? Some people have billions of dollars. Why doesn't one of those people decide? Hey, you know what? Even if it's not as popular as Disney- Disneyland or Universal or whatever, I'm going to make the part that I want to make. And it's going to be fucking intense. You know? <laughs> Where are you at, Elon? That's, yeah. see, that's the kind of yeah, guy that's you the need kind to talk thing to. He about. would do, yeah. right? Yeah. Why not? Fucking. Why, why doesn't someone do that? Even on a small scale. I haven't even heard of like a fucking traveling carnival fair that that's does racist. anything particularly bad. <laughs> yeah, that's openly bigoted and. Uh, <laughs> Nah, it's not even the bigoted part that I want. Dr. I want Parnassus's is... fucking... No, wait, what is it? The Imaginarium of... Segret- like Dr. Parnassus Segretorium? Yeah, segretorium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. You can't have it, though. You can't have those things. It's a shame. Yeah. I'm telling you, It's all sorts to make a world, supposedly. But we're not seeing all of it. Well, yeah, because the, you know, the original thing, the reason that many of us lobbied... The most politically active I've ever been was trying to get them not to build Star Wars land. 
because uh, I was like, it doesn't belong. <laughs> I'm riding the, the CEO. <laughs> yeah, but I went to Star Wars Land with you, and you were like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to buy one of the uh, the Cokes that are uh, like Well, look, I'm not going to. Look, it's here. Just for them to show up in Atlanta for nothing. It's here. Like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? But if, if someone asked me, would you prefer that had never been built, I'd say yes. What would you have rather seen? So, what I'd rather have seen is them do a third, oh, a a third frozen game. land. Well, I Ew. do. I third frozen yeah. land would be Gross. awesome. No, listen, really? get listen, out of here. listen, no, listen. They're building it and it's whack. Listen, listen, listen. So, here's what they need to do: Gross. a third gate for all of the impure properties. So, basically, you do a third gate that's essentially acquisition land. So, you have a third gate, and in this theme park, you have a one third Star Wars, one third Marvel. One third Pixar. Wait, when you say I think impure, people would be very happy with that. When you say impure properties, what are we talking about here? Like non Disney. Oh, see, I thought you're you're you talking meant. about building an entrance by Splash Mountain, and yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant you know ones that have kind of fallen out of favor. Yeah, no, like you're like Black Cauldron. You no, know. yeah, this is <laughs> Rescuers Down Under, <laughs> with extra emphasis on the hidden titty pick in the back of Rescuers Down the Under, the Great Mouseketeer. You know, whatever we yeah. got. The Great Mouseketeer. Um, I watched Escape from Witch Escape Two Witch Mountain the other day. That's a good. Piece of the old one shit. or the, uh, rock the old one? one? Yeah, no, I heard they made a new one with the fucking rock, of course. But um, it's only good for that meme. He's riding a bumblebee, man. No, that's uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh no, oh, the rock shit. is in Journey Two. Uh, fucking the Forbidden Island, or the, it's Atlantis, basically. Mm. Mm. It sucks. Mm. But yeah, him, The Rock and Michael Caine riding giant bumblebees together. Michael Caine is yeah, it? Yeah, Michael Caine's in it. Michael Caine will get a dollar. Sir yeah, Michael Caine. He, he's not proud. <laughs> <laughs> not a prideful man. I no, don't yeah. care. I don't give a shit. He's like, that, that bought my house. <laughs> he eventually watches the movie. He's like, oh, they put me on a bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. He doesn't read the fucking script. He turns ah. up onto a green screen set and just goes, hi, The Rock. You know, and then fucks off, and then later his kids say, oh, you're riding a bumblebee. What? I do like the idea of actors who don't watch their own work. Yeah. Like, that's well, how little they give a shit. I think a lot of that's not true. You oh, yeah, about, like Johnny Depp saying it, I'm like, yeah, I don't buy bullshit. it. Adam Driver, I don't buy it. Sure. They're trying to keep up a mystique of, like, I'm a true artist, and I'm, I am I can act, but I'm so sensitive, I can't yeah. watch myself. But there are people like Michael Caine, where you go, oh, Batman, he goes, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, I believe. <laughs> where he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I See, don't know where I, like I was. The, I like the Sam Jackson approach where he's like, dude, I love watching my shit on screen. He's like, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. He's like, I'm up there. I'm fucking Mace Windu, dude. Yeah. Like, That's oh, crazy. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I like them both. I like them both. I like, I, I just like the idea that like, I like shameless actors, I guess. Stanley Tucci. I could get Stanley Tucci to be in my movie. Stanley Tucci is one of those people who I'm, I'm sure I've seen in a million things and still can put a face he's to the bald. name. Dude, he's yeah, good sure. in everything. Burlesque, gr- the best part of burlesque. I figured out the secret Stanley of Stanley Tucci doing a fucking dance? No, he's in the movie, though. Oh, he's okay. uh, he's kind of like the stagehand. Okay. By the way, I figured out the secret of the Michael Caine to kind of amp it up a little bit. Because mine's not that good, right? Right. But if you, put your, if you keep your lips forward, that's kind of a good... Uh, give me a line. Give me a little something. Uh, to say as Michael Caine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jaws 3D was a masterpiece. Jaws 3D was a masterpiece. No, that was Alan well, Moore. Say master- Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws Wait, 3D. Jaws 3D was a masterpiece. Same thing. Fuck, why do I keep doing Alan yeah, Moore? Yeah, you got Alan Moore I lost in your head it. Now. Well, hold on. Michael Caine. 
Michael Caine. My name is Michael Caine. It's a bit more Nate. Yeah, a little bit more. We're Nate. literally doing the trip now. Yeah, Let's really. Stop this. <laughs> yeah, I was letting you guys have fun. <laughs> Michael Caine land coming to Disney. This is not a podcast for fun. Ooh, Michael Caine land. Dude, would Michael Caine land. That would be. Yeah. Actually, no, it wouldn't. What am I talking about? It's just a funny thing to say. There's yeah. no, nothing actually you funny can... about the idea. What do you do? The Italian job ride. You can do I, I only of men said ride. blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> Alfie the ride. I only said blow the bloody doors off. That's from Alfie. <laughs> I don't You're know. only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. That's the quote. I thought it was I only said. Nope. Eh, whatever. You haven't who seen gives that a shit? Yeah, Man, honestly, yeah. fuck Michael Caine. <laughs> and fuck cinema. Yeah, I can't wait for that to not come back after COVID. It's coming back I on Friday. the whole industry tanks. <laughs> coming back on Friday. Movie, uh, movie theaters. Oh, I'm back. not even talking about movie theaters. I want the whole industry to collapse. <laughs> I don't want there to be any more television or movies ever again. Never again. Unless it's people like, like the pe- that's going to make the cream rise to the top. Where it's like, it's if you really want it, you really got something to say. If you're like a Joel Petrikas or a Rick Alverson. They've all killed themselves because of the lockdown ruining their business. That's what I'm saying, though. They're like, not coming back. I'm looking for more movies that are shot on phones. More movies that are like shot handheld. Just really low budget but good indie movies, and we don't need any more movies. So you know what you're talking about? That's exactly what's been happening over the last 10 years, and it's not good. It's not <laughs> it's worked. Not good. Yeah. What are you People talking about? Talking about this movies. before. Wait, what are you talking about? The, the more you democratize filmmaking, yeah. the more absolute gash comes out. And also, as a result, the more absolute gash rises to the top, as you would say. No, I'm not saying democratize, because the reason... No, you guys are absolutely wrong. Because the reason people are making these shit movies is because they want to... They think that if they make this shit movie, it'll be an entry way for them to make a big movie. No more big movies. They're done. There are no more studios. There's no more anything. It fucking collapsed. Now, the only reason to make a movie is because you want to make that movie. And now the movies are vital. People love them. No one can nope. watch them. <laughs> you want to watch them? Put them on Vimeo. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Well, you, hey, go on Vimeo. You can watch plenty of those movies if you want. No, because all the, you guys are misunderstanding. If you're me. saying that David Fincher is going to shoot his next movie on an iPhone and that's what we're doing now, maybe. But if you're talking about Johnny Q, high school kid who's trying to be a filmmaker one day, just like Robert Rodriguez, yeah, no, that's going to be bad because sure, that's what they've what done I'm is saying make bad is, movies. If David Fincher really wants to make a movie and he shoots it on an iPhone, that's going to be a more interesting movie than whatever hack job thing David Fincher does next. I for a year, if, for a year, that might be fun. Every yeah. director comes out with an iPhone movie. But I mean, what then has the, shit. look? Movies are done. They're done. So there has not been a great movie in. I'm going to go on a limb and say 75 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about well, right. I see, not since 1898 has there been a good movie. <laughs> I think we saw we're seeing the downturn of like the pinnacle era of an art form. You know, it's like you look back at any sculptures, paintings, you know, it's usually what happens is a style shows itself. Usually at one, two, three people make a style popular, you know, that are well known. And then those are the names in history. You know, we're, we're seeing the end of the, the movie brats, if you will, you know, the, uh, Scorsese, Lucas, Spielberg, De Palma's, those guys, that era of filmmaking, it's like, they're the, 
they're the ones that are going to be in the history books when people are teaching film in 100 years. Everything else, they're going to be like, ah, everything else was derivative. Logan you, Paul. You guys are, no, you guys are saying, you guys are saying reform movies. I'm saying abolish movies. <laughs> <laughs> While we're getting rid of the police department, we might as well might as well just get rid of the movies. Get them out of here, dude. Like I'm done with it. I'm fucking done. Like you're exactly right. Yeah. We there's not going to be a second like a second renaissance of film. No, but that's more because of how we take culture in now. There's so much of it, and there's so much demand for it. Compared that's what I'm to- saying. So imagine how much that's going to slow when there's no money in movies anymore. We're going to get like 12 movies a year. Nah, there's no. always going to be people will be as long as there's the screens. But those aren't. Be but I'm saying yeah. twelve movies that actually get enough buzz that we'll make it onto our radar. I'm not saying every day we go to the YouTube movie theater and it's like here's the 27 student films that just got released because no one's watching those movies anyway. But if one gets big, that's going to happen once every month at most. You know what I mean? One of those student films actually gets a little buzz, gets buzzing. You know what I mean? I'm telling you guys. Slow the flow of cinema. It's not going to slow. It's just going to speed up. You're just going to. It's going to be moving so fast that pieces of shit just push something up real fast. But no, this is what people said about when record labels stopped existing. I mean, they still exist, but when <laughs> when record labels got like radically shut, like way taken down. Yeah, like music you sucks. To, used to be able to get a. Well, it sucked then though. Like, it's no, it's to, no better, is what I should say. No, but here's improved. the thing. No, I disagree. Music and film are totally different things, though. No, because think of it this way: everyone said, "Well, this is going to democratize music, right?" And that was like the ambition at first. And then everyone said, "Well, now music is just this giant fucking sea that you can't pick anything out of." But eventually, we got a little course correction, and even someone who releases some shit on SoundCloud, people who release their shit on YouTube, independent releases, those the good ones. They bubble to the top. They bubble to the top. And then mostly shit. Well, I mean, that's your opinion, but I'm saying, like, we still have a mechanism. We're in one of the worst ages for music. That's not true. It absolutely that's is true. That's not true. Absolutely is. That's not true. Absolutely is. That's not true. Okay, well, we <laughs> yeah, just keep going back and forth on that. No, if anything, uh, if anything some of the best, well, some of the most, um, the biggest advancements in music we're at a time, it seems counterintuitive, but it was at a time where the people who ran the record labels were old fucking stuffy white guys with tons of money who didn't, who admitted and knew that they didn't have the finger on the pulse of what's popular. Whereas what happened in, I, I think probably starting in the 80s with like MTV and stuff and music becoming quote unquote a cool kid thing to do, you started getting a lot of people taking over those positions who would say, oh, I absolutely know what's popular because I'm only 35 or I'm fucking 30. I'm, I'm in the scene. I get it. And that's when you get a bunch of terror. And now that's gone even further because now it's pretty much the kind of music that you're likely to hear about is predicated kind of the same way that YouTube videos are. It's like, oh, well, what's popular at the moment? What's what's trending? Yeah. What kind of thing trends? Because they're that trying doesn't make to good, chase the good stuff. That doesn't make for good music. Hey, baby, I was, I was, uh, I was riding the uh, trip-hop train back in 2006. I was, I was ready for this uh, chill wave move, the uh, oh, yeah. music to study to. Oh, oh dude, right. I like, love that yeah, anime girl. Baby. That anime girl and her cat? Oh, that's me, dude. When Lo-Fi got hot, I've, I've oh, never been yeah. so happy. I can, I can find Isn't new jobs. Isn't it so weird that that shit's called Lo-Fi? Why is it called Lo-Fi? It's not particularly Lo-Fi. Nothing's Lo-Fi now unless you're going out of your way to do it that way. Right. But I mean, like, it's not like, uh, even, even intentionally Lo-Fi I'll accept, but that shit doesn't even sound Lo-Fi. A lot of it's very clean and crisp. 
Yeah, I don't know why that actually is a thing. Yeah, it's so weird. Are you aware of this? Like lo-fi beats to chill slash study to? I don't know. I'd the little never anime heard. girl petting her cat? No. I've never heard of lo-fi being associated with that. Yeah, it's it's this new thing. It's been going on in the past, I'd say, five years. Well, it's five not years. new. It's more about like this re-prevalence of something that kind of started with, yes. uh, like in the mid-2000s, early mid-2000s. Right. Well, I know what you mean by, yeah, like kind of ambient soft yeah, shit. It's like yeah. ambient chill hop. Yeah, I mean it's, that's been it's around all, for a it's while. Very, like, it's like if you've ever listened to Flying Lotus, like early Flying Lotus. No, I mean, if we're talking about cool. trip hop, yeah, like Brandon, I was into that in the mid two thousands. What I'm hearing now is less what I would call trip hop than it is just kind of ambient, really. If you're talking about now, when I think ambient, I just think tones. No, yeah, see, uh, ambient it, would be like Brian Eno though. and stuff like that. that like, um, or even some of Apex Twin and uh, other what? people who kind of yeah. Apex well, uh, yeah, they did plenty of ambient Apex stuff. Ambient. I they would did, call someone like uh, they did plenty of ambient stuff. There's a crossover between electronic music and um, honestly soft classical kind of like a lot of Apex Twin is just piano based kind of piano loops and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, then you have um, I don't know. See, I'd call explosions in the sky something more ambient. Okay. Well, you, yeah, you could have it Never that heard way. Explosions in the sky. No. Trip up to me always implied more like um, you know it has more of a beat to it. and It has more yeah. of a kind of sort of like Mr. Scruff and uh, I mean going way back, Porter said even even though they got lyrics and vocals, which is kind mm-hmm. of unusual for trip up now. Uh, Amon Tobin is another good example of someone who I'd consider to be trip hop. So I don't know John what you're talking Shingo about now. Trip hop was never something on my radar. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> It's the kind of stuff that you listen to when you're on a come down. That's kind of the point of it. Mm. Uh, it's, it's soft, yeah, soft chill beats, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I like me soft chill beats. Yeah, well, chill yeah. Beats. So this yeah. is well, what you may or may not know. Then, Sean, is that like right now there is a YouTube phenomenon. If you got to piss, just piss in the yard. Yeah. There's a YouTube phenomenon happening, Sean, which is to say, uh, there. If you go on YouTube at any time and you just put in like chill beats, almost invariably there's a like a live stream happening uh-huh. of just a looping animation of some anime girl like taking notes or sitting there with her cat or whatever, and then just an endless playlist of what they call lo-fi, but it's probably more like what you call trip hop, lo-fi beats or chill beats to relax and study to, and these are just on YouTube streaming all the fucking time, and they have okay thousands of viewers it's right. so interesting like i don't know if it's interesting it's very interesting because it's like um well i'm always interested in electronic music in general because it's like um it's not really an artist-based medium i mean it can be of course but it's like usually i remember making this observation thinking it was a slam but now i'm not so cool that i try to slam entire genres of music that I don't know anything about. But I remember when dubstep first became popular, mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know how I know it's not real music? Because people don't listen for, they don't listen to dubstep artists. They just go, I like dubstep. And they just listen to playlists because it all sounds the same. Uh-huh. Uh, that was my hot take. But in a, there's a truth to that that is not a slam, which is like, yeah, these people who like these lo-fi beats, these are from a multitude of different artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And very few people, I'll bet, could name, unless you're really into it, could name like more than 10 artists who make those type of, that type of music. Because that's sure. not really the point. But there's always been a, there's always been a type of music that's kind of like, that's the same with classical. I would, ma- I would imagine that most people who listen to soft classical music to help them sleep or to help them study or whatever mm-hmm. probably couldn't yes. 
talk in any detail about any classical composer. Yeah. It, it just serves a purpose, and that's kind of the same with any music that doesn't have vocals. Because once it has vocals, once you start putting lyrics and stuff like that, and that really changes the yes. uh, the focus of the music, and then you kind of become more interested in the personality who's writing it and the yeah. kind of personality or what message they're trying to get across or whatever. That's what makes it slightly different. But with ambient music and with... Um, yeah, vocal less mm-hmm. uh, electronic music. It almost doesn't especially matter, unless, you, like you say, unless you get into it. Like there were some uh, electronic artists that I really got into, and you start to be able to pick them out of, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere. But they have a signature sound. You see, what's been fun for me is so you have these these chill hop videos, lo-fi yeah. beats to study, relax to. Yeah. And I love the Simpson ones where it's like you got like a, oh, like Simpson a, a Simpson music? sort of yeah after you got that Simpson like you know GIF file yeah it's kind of moving back and forth like Barney laying underneath uh, yeah. the window that kind of stuff. What's been fun is because you guys have sparked my interest in Reddit, yeah. but I can't I can't bring myself to read Reddit. Uh-huh. So I started watching these videos where people take chill hop beats, and then there's like a a computer voice that's reading crazy Reddits. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's called, like, one of them's called uh, Reddit and Chill. Are it's, you fucking kidding me? This no. sounds amazing. Yeah, so it's like... So they just do these as videos. It's not like an ongoing live stream. No, it's just a video. So it's like a lot of the ones don't have music underneath them, but the Netflix and Chill one does. And so they'll do, like, uh, what's something crazy you got away with and working retail. They'll do ones that are supposed to be serious they'll do kind of like creepy pasta ones and then they just do it over chill wave beats. yeah over chill wave music so it's just like it's literally what was the computer voice called when you would type something in and then like a computer voice would read it i don't remember like a specific one yeah like you remember you'd fuck on a you'd fuck around on a on a pc and you'd oh, type yeah. you'd say something I, dirty I, I and then like the computer you. voice yeah. would be like suck my nerds and you're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely it's like that it's like yeah. a voice like that reading reddits and it's essentially just curated videos sounds so fucking good I've lost I can't wait to look that up I've lost the last three all, weeks Sean? of my life yeah I had that oh my god I've that was fucking said that before. great yeah. dude that's, that's how I decided to get into reddit and it's like I've lost so what I'll do is I'll put those on and then I'll space out for weeks at a time <laughs> If you guys are wondering where Brandon's been, yeah. he's been spacing out to funny Reddits being read by robots over yeah. fucking chill wave beats. Yeah, Reddit and chill. That's the fucking future. Reddit and chill. Wow, what a find. I can't wait to look that up when I get home. That's yeah. fucking exciting, man. Some of them are cool. Like It's like uh, information they don't want you to know. You know, stuff Ooh. like that. So people put in like, ooh, creepy. <laughs> but then it's just some robot voice going, 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah. Okay. That sounds yeah. fun. And because they want to stay monetized, you know, instead of saying fucking, they'll say ducking. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> or is that just autocorrect? Yeah. Autocorrect on the robot? Hell yeah. All right. What has this pandemic ruined for you? My dad has emphysema and has started showing signs of having contracted the virus. So I have to sit here and watch him get sicker and sicker every day because he can't get tested. I'm preparing myself mentally for this virus to kill him. He's always had health problems and we are careful to make sure he doesn't even contract the common cold. This has been a nightmare. It's ruined my state of mind, my everyday life, my everything. I have Crohn's disease that I've been struggling to get under control again since July last year. 
Now I can't even go in for follow-up treatments under the new Surgeon General restrictions. Just pray the meds I have now will start working again. Also the lack of toilet paper is just infuriating, as someone who has to go several times in one day. Fellow Cron Y. Get yourself a bidet, it'll change your life. Like 30 bucks and 10 minutes to install. I recommend Luke's bidet. I imagine they have probably been sold out already with this toilet paper thing, but even after when it calms down, get that bidet life. My wife was looking at doing this this morning, idk what type or brand, but they still were available. Honestly it's a good idea. A friendship. My best friend is still having a wedding tomorrow. We live in the US in a place where it's gotten pretty bad. Literally everything has cancelled or asked her to reschedule, but she said no. Instead she got an Airbnb and is doing it all herself despite the rules and guidelines. I'm the maid of honor. I had to tell her yesterday that I couldn't go because I didn't think it was safe. She did not respond well. Like at all. I have a lung condition and my partner has asthma. It made no sense for us to go to a gathering like a wedding right now. She told me that I was choosing fear of a little virus over her special day. I've tried calling her several times and she won't answer my calls. She said she is disgusted by me. Everything about this f***ing sucks so much, and based on her reactions I don't think she will ever see it from my side. Edit. Thanks for all the support guys. Feels nice when I'm questioning my decision as I watch the snap stories and dig stories of the three bridesmaids who didn't back out. My parents are sick, and I can't go visit them. Mood friend. My father got a terminal diagnosis of 6 months, 2 years about 3 weeks, before it got really bad here. He lives in another country and idk, when I'm gonna be able to visit him. I'm doing extra quarantine procedures to protect myself, but man I dunno. We whatsapp and facetime all the time, but it's not the same, and I haven't seen him in almost a year. On top of everything the NCAA tournament got cancelled which is a big bonding thing for the two of us. I'm worried he won't get another one. Sucks. My business has to declare bankruptcy. I have to fire 5 people with no financial support to offer them, and I myself will be homeless. So pretty much ruined my life. Hey man. This is not legal advice, but if you are in America, and you rent, or own your home, mortgaged, the moratorium on evictions and foreclosures can keep you in a home at least for a little bit. If you have to let employees go, look at your state's unemployment qualifications as many have made an unpaid leave of absence a qualifying term. Additionally, and I'm not suggesting you go into debt here, but if the US govt, and you are in the US, passes the forgivable loans for paying expenses and salaries, you might consider that to at least buy you some time to get on your feet. Really sorry to hear this for you, though, I'm in the same position, and I'm doing everything possible, but still getting destroyed. And, in response to someone else's comment, that you might have already been on the verge, that is not necessarily the case. We were not on the verge at all, and just hitting our busy season, but our services and billables are tied to markets that are crashing, and those that have been postponed, closed, or otherwise, court closures. Having loved ones in nursing homes that are closed to visitors. The rule is completely reasonable and necessary. Still, we miss each other. They feel isolated, and lonely as they are not physically able to talk on the phone, hard of hearing too, and have no one to spend time with them. This breaks my heart. My mom is in the hospital, and I'm scared they will tell us that there is no more visiting until further notice. 
Also she is on event, so I don't want it to get to a situation where they are going to choose who gets a vent and who doesn't, because I know the hospital she is at is already short on them without a pandemic. Small businesses. These guys are going to be decimated. My sister's business is primarily events based. We just got notice that our two anchor events are cancelled. $20,000 just poof. I work in catering events thanks to the coronavirus all major events have been cancelled plus most of the smaller ones I'm currently applying for jobs. Still hopeful. I was very into, um, I remember I used to draw a lot of comics. I had like an ongoing thing. I was like, damn, wouldn't it be awesome? I was into like verses type stuff, like Tom and Jerry type humor. Mm -hmm. And so everything I envisioned was like someone going at each other. Like I had a, I had a, a rousingly successful comic that I used to draw and distribute in fourth grade called Bird and Turtle. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but birds will pick up turtles and then eat them by picking them up and then dropping them onto the rocks below. To kind of smash them? To smash their shells yeah. and then they eat them. So I'm like, well, they're... So I was like, all right. So I understand that in cartoons, cats and mice go at each other. That's been done. But birds and turtles are natural enemies. But what's the turtle's rebuttal? Like, What's the turtle's defense against... Well, no, they, that never happened. It was like okay. Tom and Jerry style. So it's just the turtle always won. Okay. The bird always got fucked because I always saw, well, the prey animal needs to always win. Yeah. Like, the I was underdog. like kind of catching that and trying to replicate it. Like, okay, I kind of get what makes great storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, I remember the height of Bird and Turtle was one of the kids in our class got like cancer or something. And he was in the hospital. And we were like, we were all making cards for him. And I was like, no, no, no. I know what he wants. Turtle. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever ails you, this will pull him through. Like this is I the got, only one where the turtle passes. I got bur I got bird and turtle. <laughs> so I drew him a little bird and turtle specialty bird and turtle branded card, and uh, he came back to class and he he didn't say shit about it. <laughs> he wasn't a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, you know, even like, on Death's Door, I was like, uh, hey, Aaron, I didn't uh, didn't hear anything about you know the bird and turtle card that I got you. You said that to him? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I was, like, I was about like, to say, I'm that's a, a real demon. <laughs> just He's like, I'm from a, cancer. It's like, I know you have cancer and everything, but... No, but people, people love Burn Turtle. And I was very... Oh, and then my other big comic like that style was I had... Uh, I had um, Mr. Peanut. I just stole him. I, I guess I thought you were allowed to do that. So I took Mr. Peanut, and then his, his enemy was an elephant. And they were always getting into mischief. And I was right. a little bit of a better artist by then. So I would have like pretty advanced gags. Like like for example, they'd drop a piano on Mr on Mr. Peanut or whatever, but it would miss and then, you know, Mr. Peanut's just doing his musical number and he continues on and he's like, you know, all the piano keys are sticking out of the elephant's teeth and he plays them. Brilliant. Yeah, why did, why did you not follow that? Yeah, I should have been yeah. a great cartoonist. Yeah. Did you create comics when you were a young boy? I tried. Oh, I used to create tons. I tried. See, I tried too, and I, I have a feeling it was about the same age, and I'm yeah, curious. Pretty young. If it's because you read Captain Underpants. Oh, man, I'm reading nope. that to my fucking kid at bedtime now. No, I think Ooh. it was the opposite. Captain Underpants? Yeah, my oh, stepkid. It's not the fun. The original dude. ones or the new ones? I honestly don't even know. Well, there's Captain Underpants. I think uh, Professor Poopy Pants. That was like the last one I read. That was like number four. Professor Poopy Pants is certainly in this one. Oh, these are. See, these are. These are. Yeah. Uh, there's maybe. Ricky Ricotta. That was like the mouse. 
I don't know. I, I, I think that I gravitated toward Captain Underpants, or rather, when I, I read it just because it was a popular book. Sure, sure. But I think I really liked that they made comics in it because I was like, I remember having a thought of like, I do that. So I must have already been doing it. Yeah. Um, I used to, I was always into like those like fighting Two, like two people fighting all the time. First it was that, Mr. P- uh, the other one I had, although I never really drew it because I wasn't sophisticated enough to draw these characters, but I thought about it a lot. Like literally would spend tons of time in Little League kind of trying to draw it in the sand with my foot instead of paying attention. Uh so they had to. That's how most best comic books are written. They had to place <laughs> drawn me, in the sand somewhere. <laughs> they had to place me away from any dirt when I was in the outfield because right. they knew that I would just try to draw on it with my foot. Man, you sound like a terrible fucking pupil. <laughs> I really was. Jesus, the, oh, quick, get Max away from the sand. He's going to draw. He's going to start drawing So again. what I always was into was Chester Cheetah versus Bulls Bugs Bunny. flying by his head. That's a good fight. Chester Cheetah versus Bugs Bunny. Why, I'm really not sure. No, they'd be in the same weight class. That's yeah, because they were both kind of <laughs> slender and mischievous, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I like that. They're all and pulling they tricks also, out of their sleeves. I, and I actually wrote comics inspired by my personal experiences in which they both coached little leagues of small Chester Cheetahs and small... As they would. And they kind of yeah. squared off. Nice. So did you stop because you started getting cease and desists? <laughs> I don't think any of this ever reached publication. Not like Bird and Turtle. And it wasn't as advanced <laughs> Bird as Bird and that. Turtle did get published to a cancer boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's thinking Bird- to himself, God, if this is the last thing I see, I'm Bird and Turtle so comics were very popular in my classroom. That was my most, probably to date, my most successful creative endeavor. I tried. I, I the only thing I got popular with. I, I drew comic books by myself and then hated that. I'm not a good mm. drawer. Mm. So, but what I did do was I did like a newsletter. Was that a thing in like school? Like a zine? Too? Yeah, like a little zine in my no, school. I never did much of that. I'd just be yeah. bitching about people because I was the only one who did it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, wouldn't it be good? I think I read it in a book that some kids started. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But because it was yeah. only me and I couldn't really get anyone else on board, I mostly just wrote about, like, you know, like, oh, Phil Elstob was fucking crying in the toilet this morning. <laughs> you know? Gossip rag. Basically a gossip rag. Yeah, yeah. And fuck, I just said his, I just said his full oh, on real name. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's. Uh, we all cry. Hopefully he's gotten better since Phil. since he cried <laughs> in the toilet. Actually, no, I met him again um, after I'd left that school and hadn't seen him for a few years. I reconnected with him, and uh, he was going to sell me some weed in London and I'd give him twenty bucks and well twenty pounds and disappeared and never saw that weed. Yeah. So fuck him. Yeah, I hope you're lady. crying in the toilet again. Yeah, maybe that's why. He, <laughs> that's why I never got the weed. He got distracted by a toilet. They had to go and cry <laughs> into. Go have a cry. Yeah. You fucking bastard. Yeah. yeah anyway. I um I. Actually, after I was done drawing those type of comics, I remember spending a lot of time. We're getting into like sixth or seventh grade now. I drew a lot of like superhero teams I got into for a while. And it was always like there was they almost were always the same. It was just whatever I could draw. So I had a tornado guy, which is just I drew a tornado by drawing a bunch of circles. And then his arms were also (laughs) a little tornado. How old were you at this point? I was too old. I would say <laughs> twenty-two. <laughs> I would yeah. say probably like I don't know, ten or something, ten or eleven. Okay, um, and that's not too old. That's a good time to be doing something creative. Well, the main thing I was doing was so again, I couldn't draw much either. I had a, a stick figure was my main character, but he had all three like not three D, but like fully drawn characters around him. I just decided that was a creative choice to make the main guy a stick figure, and the plot was he was created in a lab. 
And because he was a stick figure, he had like cartoon rules. So he could get hurt as much as he could get uncontrollably hurt, but he could never die. Right. And he hated that and he hated his life. But they would like send him on these missions like a superhero because he couldn't die. And he was just like, fuck, like I wish I could. And uh, <laughs> ten or eleven, just the characters longs for death. <laughs> I just wish I could find yeah. rest. So it was like it was like that was like a really violent comic. I remember because he would just get like fucked up. You know right. what I mean? Um, and I remember at one point he like went on a search for the Loch Ness monster or something, and then he just like he, there's a scene where he like swims. Un- I remember thinking I was like, wow, this is a pretty good art. He like swims under the Loch Ness monster and like sticks a knife in him and kind of drags it all along and just His eviscerates the out. rock. And I'm like, why? Metal. Why is he doing that to the poor Loch Ness monster? Like, and also, was he commissioned to do this? I never really thought out the finer <laughs> points. I mostly just drew the set pieces. I never, um, I, I never drew comics like that, but I did go through a phase. As you all know, I'm scared of crucifixes, right? Yeah. yeah. And Brandon definitely fucking knows because then you try and put it into a show once that you knew I'd come to, or something no, like no, that. No, it was the opposite. I took it out of a show I knew you're coming. to. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice of you. Thanks. Yeah, I want uh, to have a good time. Yeah, because I, since I was a kid, I was really scared of them. But you know, if you're scared of something, you kind of become obsessed with it. So I used to draw crucifixes quite a lot. Uh-huh. And then when I got to be, I don't know, eight or nine. I started drawing really graphic crucifixes, yeah. But I learned, I guess, at some point that they would be naked when they were crucified. It yeah, would, you don't really have the loincloths or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I'm eight years old drawing Christ on the cross with a big old fucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I, I think someone, either a teacher or maybe just like my mom or something, pointed out uh, you shouldn't. Re- that's really Dude, not. Dude, imagine cool. that as a greeting card series. <laughs> just, yeah, just, big dick Jesus. It's always just big dick Jesus hanging on the cross <laughs> with a little text bubble being like, or it's your birthday. <laughs> no, but, but the funny <laughs> thing about it, so I draw Christ with this big cock. Sometimes it was standing up and all, like, you know, really offensive drawings. Yeah. <laughs> without really knowing why or how they were so offensive. But years later, I saw uh, Ghost Watch, which is a British show that went out kind of like a live broadcast on Halloween. It was actually a hoax and, you know, it was, it was like a ghost story, but it was presented as if it was real. Really big fan of it, but I'm older now and I'm looking at it. And one of the signs that the fucking girl, the young girl, is possessed is that they look through her school workbook and she's drawing all these weird things. One of them, Christ on the co- uh, Christ on the cross with a big cock. <laughs> I was thinking, like, fuck, I'm like a horror horror movie disturbed kid. <laughs> That's awesome. But- I, when I was like when I was like 14, I used to write a lot of poetry. But then every once in a while, I'd do a nice edgy drawing, and one of them. Oh, yeah, bro. I drew Jesus on the cross, right? And it was, like, graphic. But then from the waist down, so I drew, th- I couldn't really draw, like, legs or feet. And I didn't want to draw a dick because I didn't know how. So you just drew a pussy? No. I just <laughs> drew, I drew him in, like, sticking out of a big mountain of dollar bills. Oh, man. That's yeah, hot Yeah, bro. That was some social. And I think I wrote, like, some in, like, cool letters at the top I was like he died for your sins yeah. instead of I, <laughs> instead of INRI instead of INRI it was just yeah. IRS yeah oh right? yeah. nice bro IRS yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah IRS. I was about I was about uh, <laughs> it's like Irish shit now yeah. I was about 28 when I drew that <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no you stopped doing that when the FBI came to your door yeah, you're onto something. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Shut him down. He's an yeah. enemy of the state. <laughs> you're baking bananas to try to get the pith off and make bombs out of them. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Fucking dude. 
Yeah, I used to have a lot of great. Uh, I had a lot of great poetry, though, man. I had a lot of really edgy. Poetry. Yeah, I, I, I had one we all did reality. that. Right? I had one called did Reality. We all do that? Oh Brandon, yeah, you did some shitty poetry. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I had one called I got Reality. One published. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> In a periodical, it was a. Uh, it was like a. It was about. It was it was like a periodical that they would send in like gifted programs, uh-huh. you know, and so like it, w- it was always showcasing student work. Yeah, and it was like a we did a poetry unit. Do and, you remember uh, what it was? Fuck, dude, I couldn't remember what it was called. Oh, okay. I put a few poems up on fictionpress.net. <laughs> I got solid comments. <laughs> solid comments. <laughs> Some people were like, "This is really beautiful. Really makes you think." Yeah, that was. Man. I got the most. My most popular poem, like my masterpiece, was a poem called. Reality is relative, oh. in which uh, oh yeah, <laughs> in which <laughs> the I talked about the FBI. I said, so I said one of the lines no. I said, uh, uh, what people don't realize is that darkness is a reflection of light. Is not is not the absence, but the reflection of light. Didn't I put that into Santu unironically? I hope you didn't put it in unironically. <laughs> no, not, sorry, not unironically. So unreferentially. Unreferentially. I don't think I've ever said that before. Because I, I the, just the moonlight this is poem. actually sunlight bit in the first Santa show yeah. I did. Yeah, you had that with the fucking tweaker guy who's saying shit like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. stole it from you. Because no one else came up with that observation. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being good in yours, though. Like I remember it was you handled it better than I. It did. wasn't meant to be. It was meant to. I, I don't think it came across. But that guy was meant to be like one of those people you see at a club when you're coming down and they're just talking yeah. cr- fucking frantically about. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I well. saw. I had like a. Um, yeah, I had a lot of cool observations. It was kind of like it was kind of like a. I was all about like, did you know that like, if you look at the electromagnetic spectrum, we can only see a small fraction of colors. <laughs> I was I was one of those kids when it's I was like fourteen. Becoming less and less poetic, and eventually it was just like, do you know that we're only using ten percent of our brains? It was like it was literally that. Like that was what the poem was. Was me talking about how actually humans don't know anything. If you looked at the existence of the world on a clock. Yeah, dude. We're like three minutes, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it there was, was a lot um, of that type of stuff. There's a Def Cab for Cutie song. I can't remember what it's called, but the first few lines of it, I've always hated because they're exactly that. I think the first few lines are something like, and when I see you, I really see you upside down, but my brain knows better. It picks you up and turns you around. Oh, nice. Which is, you know. Well, I think that's supposed to be poetic, though. It is, but it's also like someone who realizes, hey, did you know that actually our vision is... Um, <laughs> I'm about the brain, blah, blah, blah. Is that sound of settling? I think it's called a lack of color, actually. Mm. Yeah. Nah, no, no, we should probably wrap this one up, though. It's getting late. Oh, wow. Well, look, look who's got curfew. Yeah, well, I got a wife and kids to get back, so. Yeah, you do, don't yeah. you? 1145. Yep. Yeah, Ooh, probably... they're asleep. Fuck that. We're going into the into the late hour, man. <laughs> We're going to take this. This is going to be one of them three-hour episodes, like live at the Fox and Hounds. Oh, John yeah. Santos' favorite episode. Yeah. Max's least favorite episode because he, I don't know. Oh, by the way, he, <laughs> he just didn't he, want to be. In a, I saw John Santo recently, and he oh, said, yeah? and he says to me, he says, "By the way, since you called me out on your podcast about my live at Fox and Fox being a weird choice, so the reason I like that is because I like Robert Altman movies, and it reminded me of a Robert Altman movie. Yeah, we're all we're all uh, lapel mites up. Well, I was kind of <laughs> like, I like kind of laughed because I didn't want to seem dumb, but I've never seen a. Oh, bullshit. You've seen Mesh. No, I haven't. Really? 
Dude, I haven't seen anything. I've never seen a fucking movie. <laughs> like we've this has been well established. You were calling the, earlier for all movies to be abolished, and it's because you haven't seen any. And you yeah, call I've, I've decided it's not <laughs> worth you're, pursuing. You're missing out. Or maybe it's because I have had to catch up. So I have so much to catch up on. I'm like, we need to stop for a <laughs> just while. Stop. <laughs> Let me get up to speed, and then uh, then you can keep going. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like the fact that anyone can be shocked by me not having seen a movie is nah, is, that's true. I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Even ones that you talk about at great length, and then you ask, "Wait, well, I mean, don't, don't you remember this book?" Oh, I haven't seen it. So, <laughs> well, why are you, why are you telling me about that? what? What have I done that? A fair few times, probably. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of movies that I read the Wikipedia for when I was a kid. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Like when I was a kid, <laughs> you're like, yeah, that counts. If That's it was enough. A, well, because yeah, I didn't know how to torrent for a while, and you couldn't really find movies on Kazaa. And yeah, you could, sure you could. What are you talking about not full ass. Yeah, you could. Not yeah. me. That's where I got movies I from. Yeah. Trouble. LimeWire, baby. Yeah, LimeWire no. as well. Yeah, fuck the MPA. Aries. Well, listen, I I I remember like looking up. I remember looking up, uh, and it would also be movies I was kind of afraid to watch. <laughs> Like so, I would look up like most offensive or most disturbing movies, and I'd read Ooh, the plot wanna... synopsis of them, and I'd be like, "Wow, I can't." But meanwhile, that. you won't watch a fucking video of Jurassic World: The Ride because you don't want spoilers. <laughs> I was young then, dude. I was young. But we you like, can... ooh, what's this? A boy and his dog. Oh, yeah. Delicatessen. What's this? Well, you know, it wasn't even delicatessen. It was like scared to watch it. I remember reading. I remember reading the plot summary for like most John Waters movies, like all in a row before I. Ever actually right. saw one? Yeah, they're not as bad if you actually watch them. They're, not at they all. They sound a lot worse. They're really they are, fun. Yeah. They're great. They're yeah, like wonderful yeah. movies. Like Pink yeah. Flamingos is so funny, mm -hmm. and I think I thought it was like a horror movie. <laughs> like, it kind of is. It kind of is. In a way, I guess. <laughs> what you're horrified by, but yeah, could be horrified by chicken fucking. Yeah, yeah chicken that's fucking pretty shit. brutal. That scene. Like that's the only one that I'm like. That's the one that would still get me. Like watching a chicken be crushed to death <laughs> yeah, by two by bodies. Ass, yeah, <laughs> like it's a little rough. <laughs> it was actually the anus, the singing anus that always grossed me out the most in that movie. Mm. It just looked so unpleasant. Yeah, nothing. It's not about, he, he tells a story that the guy who was the singing anus, he, he wasn't an actor or anything. It was just some guy he met, I guess. Yeah. Apparently, he used to go to every possible screening in the area of that movie. And then when that scene came out with the anus singing, he would just like sidle up to the person next to him and go, That's me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, by the way, John Waters is uh, getting into like Pendulette territory in terms yeah. of writing these books. Yeah, I'm with you. Where he's got nothing left to Dude, say. The, the fucking hitchhiking one was where the really oh, I listened to, to it even. I listened to another one recently. It was like Life Advice from a Filth Elder or something yeah. like that. I listened to it on audiobook and I, it's so. You kind of wonder you know, why he hasn't made any films for fucking fifteen years. There's no he way says he, he there's says no money. He, he says there's no money. There is no way on earth that John Waters couldn't get some fucking money to give it to make a film. Like if he made Pink Flamingos on his own fucking dime, right? Basically. To be honest, though, it's like how why can would he, he not make why a fucking movie? Kind of, I know, but why doesn't he say reading? that rather than no. oh, and no one wants to pay didn't for he do them? Did that reading with kids? Where he did like a kid friendly yeah, thing for Yeah, yeah, that was like read. a well. He's thing, been threatening to. He's been threatening to make a movie called Fruitcake for a long time. A, like it's supposed to be a yeah, Christmas sorry, movie. Sorry, I don't. I think he uh, even mentions that in the book. He's I, like, people don't believe me when I say I'm working on Fruitcake. I don't. But I don't <laughs> believe for a second that he can get <laughs> money together for a movie. A, a movie of his, the kind of movies that he likes to make. Come on. Yeah, 
He I, could fucking do it. He's been. He probably gets more money from doing these weird yeah, like fucking tours. tours. Yeah, yeah, and these garbage books and like some of his books his like, like I like role models a lot I role models is one. fantastic and what's the other one uh, filth 101 or something no, like that no it's uh, uh like crackpot is oh crackpot yeah yeah that was cool like his first run of books was good and now he's gotten into this like like Carsick is fucking brutal. Oh, it's terrible. And then this, yeah, the uh, lessons from a filth elder is like it's truly up can, there with Presto. Can we talk about Carsick for a second though? Yeah, because that's a book where John Waters and it was pretty. Pu- I remember it being pretty highly publicized at the time that he was yeah. doing it. Because- I worked at Barnes and Noble when it came out, and I was like, "Ooh, no, no, no!" I mean, before he even finished the book, before he did the book, oh. when he was on the hitchhiking trip, it was pretty highly publicized because I guess some band picked oh, him yeah, up. Oh like yeah, the Strokes or something. No, it wasn't even the Strokes. <laughs> it was some band that no one's heard of, but they kind of did some like you know cross promotion, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they picked him up at one point. But the idea was that John Waters, being the fucking legend that he is, hitchhikes across the USA. That was that was mm-hmm. the idea for a book. Uh the first three quarters or two thirds of that book are fictional. Admittedly. Oh, like yeah. he admits that they're <laughs> fictional he says because basically what I thought would happen didn't really happen and I don't really have a book to write about it. So what I'll do is one whole section which is how I wished it would have gone and then there's another one in the middle, which I can't remember exactly how it was. And then there's how it actually went. That's like the last tw- like 100 pages of the book. It's like, okay, so, so I went here, didn't get picked up, sucked. Uh, so, uh, the whole w- went to that, a hotel. <laughs> so the whole book is that one scene from 500 Days of Summer where it's just like expectation. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, Essentially, it literally yeah. Is, yeah. And it was just, be- you know, he's not much of a fiction writer. So all of those bits were just... Awful. It was like a weird well, live him, journal blog. It was him you know. doing all his greatest hits. Yeah, that's it. Was too, like yeah. I get picked up by a person who cuts pregnant, who cuts babies out of pregnant ladies with car keys. And, yeah, and yeah, it's like all like all, all the, the things shit he that talks doesn't really about. happen anymore or ever. Maybe. Well, like it's just yeah. all of the kind of pet obsessions. Because it really what it seems like is he hasn't really consumed anything new in a long time. So he Possibly, he yeah. mostly talks about the same thing, like his little true crime novels. Like he always talks about, I love obscure true crime novels. Yeah. But he always talks about the same ones. What was that one in Role Models that author, the woman who wrote kind of Agatha Christie type novels? I can't remember. I don't remember. People arguing a lot. Uh, yeah, but he's. Um, I actually saw him once on Oscar Day in Hollywood. Uh, Joggy and I were watching the Oscars at my place, and we went out to um, Bristol Farms, and there he was wearing like one of his fucking suits. Yeah, we said hi. He said hi back. That's good my John Waters story. That's nice. That's a good I mean, story. Here's no, the thing. That's going to be a podcast he highlight, hasn't that hit, one. He huh? hasn't hit anything in terms of like where I wouldn't be excited to see him. No, but it's also like, you know, when he tu- when he does turn up, I'm like, right, you probably have nothing else to talk about now. And it will just be like, hey, you know, I mean, Trump's, Trump's kind of fabulous. I mean, he's horrible, obviously, but I like that he's kind of out of the ordinary. You know, like that's basically he, what you're gonna get. He from should him. just do what Kevin Smith did. <laughs> and just go on like yeah, no well just go on like the like an evening with Kevin Smith. He does. He he, yeah. he basically yeah, does that's, do that's that. what he does. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. goes on speaking tours. And but he calls yeah, them like movies. he talks about it all the time. They're like they're basically spoken word tours. Yeah. Like he says the exact same it's like written and yeah, yeah, planned yeah. out. It's the same way Henry Rollins does it. And, yeah, he and says, Kevin Smith, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. He says he well, yeah, to an extent, definitely. Kevin Smith Certainly toward the more, end. Yeah, it the, started uh, as it was supposed to be. It was like Q&A. College Q&As. But yeah. no, I mean, it's definitely spoken word, basically. Now it is. Yeah. Like ha- starting with, starting with yeah. the third one. I'd uh, say starting with the second, honestly. There, there were some stories in that that I'm like, yeah, you've fucking rehearsed this. These are my bits. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, um, his yeah, his his book. It was from 2019. It's called Mister Know It All: The Tarnished Wisdom of a Filth Elder. And then two years prior to that, he wrote Make Trouble. He must like Pendulette. He must have been locked into a certain number of books. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably a book deal or some. Yeah. I went. Got I went a whole to a bunch of money up front. I went yeah. to a bar in Philadelphia, um, and the only reason I went there was because it was. I, I knew Pennsylvania didn't have an outright smoking ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Philadelphia kind of does. But there was one bar that somehow got past it, so you could smoke in the bar. And that, that was back when I was a smoker. And like, if you're a smoker, smoking in a bar is a fucking treat now. It's is it real? a real joy. Yeah, it's never been a thing in my lifetime. Uh, in England, I started smoking and drinking when I was like 14, and yeah. so I had about three years of it. Yeah. And then in Spain and stuff, but like slowly the smoking ban started catching up with you everywhere. So when I went to Philadelphia, I knew that law, and I was like, all right, I got to find the one bar that allows it, and there is one bar that allows it. I went in there, started you know drinking and smoking there, and talking to the bartender, and she was like, oh yeah, John Waters comes here all the time. Like, this is it's his favorite bar in Philadelphia. I can't even remember the name of it. I've got a beer glass from there they gave me, um, and yeah, she said he comes in there, doesn't talk to anyone, doesn't nice. talk to anyone, doesn't want to be disturbed. So then when, you know, that really tarnished my image of him because when you read his books or hear his stories, it's like, you know, I go to this bar and there are these people and there are these people and this person said this and like, I yeah. met this guy who did that. And I'm like, well, that really doesn't fucking gel with the image that I got from this bartender. It's like, yeah. yeah, he comes here and like doesn't want to be deserved. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I think sure some people you, are full of shit. I'm sure <laughs> when you write a book though and you go, yeah, I go to this bar and hang out, then you got every Yahoo yeah True. no but he never up. mentioned this this wasn't i didn't know he went there until she literally said so oh, yeah. um but it, he certainly doesn't sound like the kind of guy he portrays himself to be which is that he goes to weird places and oh, hangs yeah. out he definitely doesn't <laughs> it's just probably everyone at being least like, that bar. how'd you make that lady look so ugly and cry baby what you mean johnny depp or the other one <laughs> <laughs> hey that's the hey, we go. all right there we go we're going out on that one all right bada bing bada boom bada bing bada boom ricky late also in cry baby all right <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> Let's ruin it. Baltimore. All right. <laughs> With the neighbor girl while we were out effing around in an abandoned mansion in the woods by where I grew up. We went out with a group of kids. We were 15 or 16 at the time. From the neighborhood and it kinda just happened. I don't think anyone was planning on getting laid that night. Much less my virgin donkey. Best frantic. Fumbling couple seconds of my life to that point. As far as what I wish I knew? Fellas. The first time you go to enter the secret garden. So to speak. It's slower than you think it will be. Take that for what it is. (laughs) Hahaha <laughs> that's great advice at the end. The actual vaginal opening is definitely not quite where I expected which was basically right under the clit. It's like a good couple inches, depending on the girl to be exact, lower than where I initially was trying to put myself. I've posted this before, but in a dorm room, freshman year of college. I was 19. She asked me to walk her home, Ask me inside then proceeded to tear my clothes off and ride me like a mechanical bull. I figured out I just had sex about 10 minutes later. I wish I knew that option was on the table. I was hoping for a hug, maybe a goodnight kiss. Had the sort of no clue that only a goofy young kid can have. As a 18 year old freshman while having sex for the first time I came inside of her because I had a condom on which I didn't realize had broken during the process. 
and she was sick with strep throat at the time, which its medicine counteracted her birth control to some extent. Moral of the story, pull out kids. Well I was 16 and really drunk one night on the beach in Australia, and all our friends had left, and so me and a girl just kinda started doing stuff, then had sex, and it wasn't as good bad as I thought it would be, but definitely an odd experience as I was pissed out of my head at the time. Edit, no condom either, just sand. My first attempt at losing my virginity, I had my first try with a girl I really didn't like and wasn't attracted to but I was so nervous I couldn't get it up, it was a totally embarrassing failure. A few weeks later I told my longtime female friend, literally the girl next door, the story about it. She was really interested in all of the details. A few days later she said she had been thinking about it and she wanted to try sex. She asked me to try it with her. Success. We're still great friends decades later. Close friend said I'm going to fuck you. And she did. I wish I had known to hide rate right before. Care to elaborate to us virgins? It can be physically taxing. So bring something to drink. Water or Gatorade should do. I wish I knew how little it mattered in the grand scheme of things. Being an anxious, high-strung teenager. I really blew it out of proportion. Of all of the experiences in my life, that one was a tiny blip. Sex for the first time was similar to getting my first dental cleaning. Important for later health and well-being? Yes. Super memorable and beautiful? No. A general rule of thumb. People who harass you for being a virgin generally are the ones who will peak in high school. 18 year old with my then GF of the same age. I'm not sure what I should count as the first time, because we tried a first time and I could never get in. I don't remember how we ended this time, be a few days later we tried again and it worked. Apart from that we were responsible and waited to have condoms before trying. I think having had decent sex ed, being both understanding of the other and sure we wanted to do it helped a lot for it to be a good experience. I wish I would have known that I wasn't immune to queefing just because it was my first time. I tell my wife that's her vagina talking back saying she likes it. How can you lose your virginity a second time mate? Alzheimer's. Okay, but how can you lose your virginity a second time? You're on the right track. It was actually a really healthy experience but, remember to get the supermarket people to take the condoms out of the security box before leaving. I spent a good amount of time using pliers to break it open. Extra strong condoms stop feeling completely. Where you getting condoms that are in security boxes? 16 years old, it was awkward and uncomfortable. In reality, neither of us enjoyed it. I wish I knew how uncomfortable the first time would actually be. Fast forward 8 years and we're married, so it's not all bad. I think usually the first time would be awkward and uncomfortable because of how much people, especially teenagers, build sex up to be way more than it is. Going in with high expectations is a surefire way to be disappointed and somewhat confused about the whole experience as a first time. 17. Honestly I wish I knew to move my hips better. My humping was so stiff and awkward, but it was my first time, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Now every now and then, 
I'll get complimented on my stroke game. It's even better when there's music playing in the background and I can match my humps to the rhythm of the song. It's like playing DDR and having sex at the same time and the girls enjoy to like it also. It was with my ex-fiance of 5 years, 3 months after we left school and college, he asked me to be his girlfriend. About 4-6 to six months in the relationship we wanted to have sex, and make sure we were ready. We were both virgins, so we had no idea how to put a condom on. It was awkward for half an hour. Know how to put a condom on properly beforehand. Important side note, if you put it on the wrong way, inside out, don't turn it around and use it. Throw it away and take a new one. You don't want to get pregnant by pre-cum. In a car, we were 17 and 18 at the time, so we still both lived at home. With parents and siblings around at all times, car sex was the only convenient option. It was a while before I actually got to have sex in a bed. My advice is to not lose it in a car. It can be extremely awkward, uncomfortable, and you're limited in what you can do. This is especially true if you're on the taller side. I should also mention that she was a virgin as well, so it was a bloody car experience the first time, which made it end much quicker than I wanted. While car sex is better than no sex, I highly recommend you wait the first time until you have access or a bed, or even a couch. I went to my boyfriend's house for the first time and we were cuddling on his bed. He says he wasn't really planning on doing anything but, when I started to kiss him he couldn't help it, which was my plan. Wish I knew about UTIs. It was actually pretty good and enjoyable for both of us, we were both 16 year old virgins. I was a pretty clueless teenager given this was the early stages of the internet, but she was the real reason it was enjoyable. I guess it was kind of Hollywood, we both went to her room while her parents were out, made sure both of us were as comfortable as we could be, I gave her a naked massage, and then I explored her body and listened to her actions. I learned she had been doing kegel exercises for a few years by then, and she learned that all the guitar I played had other benefits. We also discovered that she was allergic to latex afterwards though, ends up it was hereditary. Her mum was also pretty cool about it, so overall 1010 would do it again. So, in the bucket of things that I wish I knew beforehand, the latex allergy. Don't do it drunk, it'll be even more awkward and uncomfortable, and sometimes, the little soldier won't even stand to attention. I had mine at the age of 21, with a hookup through Tinder. I'm not proud of it, and wish I could make it unhappened. But I just wanted to know how it feels. At 17, with my still current boyfriend, I'm now almost 20 now. It was amazing. It all happened right. But here's a tip I actually saw online, before doing it. For girls, relax your whole body, like that you won't feel that initial pain for more than 2 seconds. Oh, and make sure you're with the right person. Do it out of love, not just curiosity. Lost my virginity at 16 years old during a thick cloud of smoke from weed while the Grateful Dead played in the background. I don't really have any regrets on it, but I was brought up Southern Baptist where you were damned to hell for doing anything that felt good, and so they constantly preached about sex before marriage being awful, and that your virginity was sacred. I wish that I had never listened to that, because I carried around a lot of guilt after it happened for a while. I left the church 
and religion about 15 years ago, and never looked back, so now I look on that experience fondly, and with a lot of nostalgia.